wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Steelers sign... Sorry for the delay. We're having some having some issues. They decided to to put me on the board today so I can learn it, and things are going to go disastrously wrong. Uh, and I've deliberately left Eric Franson's mic off. You're getting back at me. There we go. It's revenge in yes. sweetest form. I'm just going to periodically turn it off um, every now and again just because I can. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, another day here on the Full Court Press, and we've got several different things we're going to get through today. Yeah, lots of things. Uh, we uh, we teased this yesterday. Uh, we talked with Bart Bowen. Uh, we're going to be playing that interview. We talked with him yesterday. Uh, we'll be playing that uh, pretty soon here, kind of in this first segment. Uh, we've also got uh, Top 25 Aggies. We're going to be revealing number 12 today. And we're, gonna, uh, we're also going to look at uh, Utah State's secondary. We've been kind of going through each position group. We've talked about uh, basically everything except the secondary so far. You know, we've, we've talked about the running backs, offensive line. We've talked a lot about the offensive line. <laughs> talked about the linebackers, defensive line, and uh, also tight ends. And so now it's kind of time to wrap it all up. Let's talk about the secondary. I guess at that point, the only thing we won't have talked about would be the quarterback. But I feel like we kind of know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we've we've talked about individuals on the defensive line who have been part of our top 25. Um, we, we've talked about individuals at the linebacker position, some of those on, on our top 25 Aggies. Um, so we've, we've, we've touched on a number of different positions. Um, but uh, today we're going to go a little bit deeper on just that group of, of – uh, uh, cornerbacks and safeties it's there's real some some depth and real experience there for Utah State it's going to be a real strength of the Aggies with the defense this year making it difficult for opposing teams to throw on on Utah State um, and so that will be part of our focus a little bit later on in the show yeah we'll be talking about that we'll also be doing pick six. Oh, that's uh, right I gotta get three lines yeah, together you gotta get them oh come on uh, I've, I've got mine already I've also got like a backup and a tiebreaker ready so like I'm I'm ready for this. Nice. Uh, we'll see if my picks are any good. I've got plenty of you know, things to talk about. But, I mean, three-time reigning champion. <laughs> so, it's worked so far. Uh, got to get him, get him off his little perch. Get that uh, Cheshire grin off your face. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did the tease yesterday when we talked about pick six. I had the biggest crap-eating grin on my face as he said that. <laughs> So I, I'm sure he's really enjoying that, especially because this last pick six, I thought I'd lost just because of what I could remember. Like the two ones that I got wrong were the ones that I remember. So I thought, oh, dang, I'm just I'm just. I came down it. to the wire. Yeah. Yeah. But then I got like all the ones you did right, which are the ones I'd forgotten what they were. Um, 
So I ended up doing all right. <laughs> you did just fine. You did, did just fine. Did just fine. All right, so let's go ahead and get into that uh, the Bart Bowen audio. We'll go ahead and play that. We'll see if I can play it correctly. Uh, I'm pretty sure all I have to do is hit play. But uh, this has kind of been our continuation. of where We've started talking about high school football. We've been going through. We already talked with Ryan Visser uh, yesterday. Um, and we're going to just be talking with a lot of these coaches and playing the audio as we get closer and closer to next Friday, a week from tomorrow, is the beginning of our high school football season. And we have interviews confirmed with uh, Ridgeline and Bear River, still working on getting uh, Skyview and Green Canyon lined up. As uh, yeah, Just kind of previewing the season from the coach's point of view as uh, the first games are next Friday. Yeah. As I've said, this is our kind of our first real look because, you know, there's not a whole lot of information we get. And so the coaches are some of the guys that have the best perspectives. I'm obviously a little biased. You know, they're going to pump up their team and, and talk talk positively about them. But, you know, it's our first real information aside from seeing them next Friday. So let's go ahead and play that audio and hope that it doesn't screw up. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker as we continue to preview Region 11 football where you have a chance to speak with Bart Bowen, the head coach of the Logan Grizzlies, coming into his fourth season. Coach, thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Coach, I, I guess just first out of the gate, just uh, coming into your fourth season, being in Lo- at Logan High now for a couple of years, um, what's, what's different about your approach this season maybe compared to the last couple where you've been with the Grizzlies? Uh, this year we, you know, the kids that I started with freshmen are now seniors and, you know, they're bought into what we're doing. We hit the off season really hard this year. Um, we were in the weight room quite a bit. We did a lot of conditioning in the off season. So I think we're more physically prepared than we've ever been for a football season. So I was going to ask like what your impression of the team is, I guess, is maybe that, you know, some of your impressions is that they're more physically prepared for the season or are there other things that have kind of stood out to you uh, this off season? Um, I mean, this group of kids like being with each other. They're having fun together. Um, it's, it's a really good group of kids. Um, they, you know, they're tough. Like we went to camp and they wanted to be the most physical team there. And so it's a little different than what we've had in the past where we have, you know, fast guys that can get down the field, make people miss this year. It's, we want to run over people. We want to hit people. Looking at your team, uh, and correct me where I'm wrong here, but it looks like you've got more experience coming back on defense. And is, is that really going to be the strength of your team this year, especially up front? Yeah, defense, our front six, front seven should be the strength of it. Um, we had to replace our DBs, our safeties and corners last year. So we were pretty stout in the run game. Um our replacements in the secondary are young, but they're, you know, they're they're tough kids. They're smart. They, you know, are coachable. So I think defensively, we're going to be pretty tough this year. So kind of going back to like what you said about being tough, and you know, uh, as opposed to maybe kind of skill based or fast or whatnot, is that going to kind of lead to kind of a, a bit of a style change? You're going to focus more on, you know, run game defense as opposed to you know spreading it out, throwing the ball around and and trying to beat people with speed? Yeah, so we, we've shifted our offense a little bit. Um, I mean, we're doing a lot of the same stuff we did last year, but less spread stuff. We're going to put more people in the box. Our goal is to get three yards of run play. 
slow it down and basically take a lot of time off the clock. Uh, what's it like for you, as, uh, as, as you've kind of alluded to, uh, this is a, your upperclassmen now have been with you in your style and how you coach and how you work with the kids. Uh, what's it like for you and what's it been like trying to develop you know, that, that talent but also the, the depth that's necessary? I know that can be a bit of a challenge at a place like Logan, but what's that been like for you over the course of your uh, seasons and how does this year kind of compare? Yeah, so we've always tried to develop talent. We try to take kids that, you know, aren't necessarily the the blue chippers, and we try to teach them, you know, how to do the basic fundamentals. And every year they get better. Every year they get into the weight room a little bit more, a little bit more. And so, you know, this is kind of the, the culmination of that program, you know, what we can turn you into in four years. So our kids, you know, they know how – we coach them. They're used to it. You know, we can get on some of them a little more than, you know, when I first got here. And they understand that there's a purpose behind it. It's not just me being mean. So it's been fun to coach this group. So, Coach, I kind of another, correct me if I'm wrong on, on the information I have. I believe it looks like you're replacing nine starters on offense. Um, yeah. Or something on that. I guess kind of my question is, like, what's the biggest challenge of replacing you know, that many guys, where it's pretty much your, you know, pretty much all your skill players, quarterback and whatnot. Like, what's the biggest challenge there? Uh, biggest challenge is you've got you've to gotta coach the little details. You know, when you have a bunch of returning starters, they already understand a lot of the nuances. And, you know, you have to get very basic and be very specific with everything. And, you know, you, you have to coach every rep. And so we've got coaches making sure that we're taking the right steps. We're, you know, focused on fundamentals more than we're just, you know, inserting fancy creative stuff. So we'll get to that point. But right now it's, you know, this is the basics. It's what we got to be able to do to be successful. And, you know, the kids are learning really well. I had to convert two defensive players to play offensive line because, they just didn't have any depth there, and they've actually done a really good job at learning and picking it up. And our quarterback, you know, he's he's young, but he's a smart kid. He's coachable, and you know, he'll do what we ask him to do, and he wants to be successful. So he's willing to do whatever it takes to win, and you know, that's really all you need. Yeah, you know, we're talking to uh, Cart, uh, Coach Bart Bowen, head coach of the Logan Grizzlies, uh, and uh, Coach from. You know, year to year, you always having to look at replacing players at key positions because they graduate, they move on. Uh, but uh, is your coaching staff is is that in place as it was a year ago, or, or has been some changes there for you? Yeah, so my defense coordinator is still with me. Um, his two assistants are still here. I've got you know, we moved my running back coach to wide receiver because I lost my wide receiver coach. And then my quarterback coach, I promoted to be the OC, and then lost my running or my line coach, so I took over the offensive line. It's been tough to find coaches this year, so there's six on my varsity staff as of right now, and you know we're getting by. It's it's a lot easier with more hands, but you want the right coaches, and you know my staff is doing a really good job. They, you know, we're all on the same page. We know what we're trying to get across. We make sure we, you know, help each other out with whatever it is. So we work really well together. 
So I guess looking at your team in camp, like as far as the newcomers, uh, guys who are you know, kind of stepping into maybe a starting a rotation role, like who's stood out to you among those guys? Um, young guys stepping up. Um, Titan Mason, who's a sophomore, he's stepped up quite a bit. Um, you look at his numbers in the weight room, and he's just as strong, if not stronger, than majority of the guys on our team. Um, he's a very talented kid. We're excited to see what he does this year. Um, on a quarter, quarterback, Keaton Pond has done a really good job for us. Um, he's a really good leader. And then defensively, we've got some young guys like Brock Brown playing safety. Very talented kid. The Lazari brothers, Allen and Ryan at corner. They're some of the toughest corners we've had since we've been at Logan. And so, you know, there's a lot of youth, but, you know, like I said, they're coachable. They want to get better. They're doing what we ask them to get there. And so, you know, over the course of the season, they're going to take their lumps, but they're also going to, you know, show some people, hey, we're young, but we can play football. I know you're primarily focused on game one when you're hosting Viewmont. But when I, if I could ask you to look at just the generic non-region schedule in, in general, I didn't say generic, but the, in general looking at the non-region schedule, it, I mean, it looks like there's a, a number of teams here who, compared to what they did a year ago, I mean, seems like a, kind of a favorable schedule for Logan. I know each opponent proposes unique challenges in and of itself, but when you look at the schedule, the non-region schedule for your team, what do you see in those type of teams that you're going to have to face? Uh, as far as region goes? Non-region, sorry. Non-region. Um, I mean, Juan Diego, they got a new coach. Um, I'm not 100% sure what they're going to be running. Um, can't get a ton of information on them, but, you know, they're always a tough group of kids. They, they're hard-nosed. They want to run the ball, so that'll be a good test for a run defense. Uh, Viewmont got a new coach, so... You know, we have ideas of what they're going to be, but, you know, they have a stud quarterback, so that's going to, you know, see how good we are at stopping a mobile quarterback, which in our region we have a couple kids that can move back there. Um, Bonneville, don't know a ton about. You know, we were just kind of handed that game when we go up to the border wars at Utah State. And so, you know, when we get some film on them, we'll find out. And then Woods Cross, I know they're coached well. They didn't have a great season last year, but you know Brody does a really good job at you know getting his teams ready to play football. So I feel like we have a pretty good non-region schedule that's going to prepare us for this region group. You know, in our region, if you can't stop the run game, you ain't going to win football. So we wanted to schedule teams that run the ball well and have you know a lot of athletes. Um, offensive side of the ball so we can see what we can do with our defense so you kind of mentioned you've got some youth on your team and i've seen a couple of places that you're going to have a bit of a young team and sometimes that's kind of code for we're not going to be very good this year but like how do you take a young team and try and defy that stereotype that young teens end up having you know you know worse records uh i think you have to make sure these kids focus on the you know the right now, this play, rather than the outcome. Because if we're focused purely on outcomes, you know, that's kind of, you're going to get deer in the headlights a lot. Um, you have to work, help kids work through the different parts of the game. You know, we have to work through adversity. So young kids, you know, they're not always used to getting a situation where they're getting beat. And 
and how do you how do you climb out of that? And so I feel like we have enough leadership with the older groups that have experience on varsity that they're mentoring the younger kids and they're helping them push through it. You know, even with our youth, I still think we're going to be fairly competitive. You know, like I said, we will take our licks in certain areas, but you know, there's ways to help out those younger kids and you know provide them some assistance on the field as well. And then, you know, just keep them confident. So as they take their licks, you just keep working through it and showing them the successes they have had. And then as the season goes by, you know, they do develop that experience and they're ready. Uh, one last question for me, Coach. And you went to Bear River High. Yep. Uh, Coach Cox, Coach Ander, they went to Mountain Crest. Um, Coach um, Visser went to Preston. Uh, so there's a lot of coaches in this region who are from this region, and it makes it a lot of fun, I think, that you guys are more invested in, and not to say those who didn't go to school here originally aren't, but it just it's, it, it makes it more interesting when we get into region play because of you're more, you, you've got the history, you've got more of a familiarity of the rivalries and, and the, just the sheer geography of what's going on. What's that like for you being in the middle of this region and having so many different coaches that grew up through this region and playing in these high schools? This region, there's never a down week. Like everybody knows everything about you. You know, you go into it and everything's a rivalry. You know, kids are friends with people on the other team. Kids have enemies on the other team. You know, it's, you have to coach every single week in this region in order to have a shot. So, you know, I've been in regions where, you know, this team, you're not going to have to do a whole lot. You can get your younger kids in, but it doesn't seem like that in this region where, you know, you're constantly preparing, you're constantly getting ready for this group. And even the team that, you know, is supposed to be the underdog ends up, you know, playing you really tight and you're lucky to come out with a win. So, you know, it's fun, but it's also one of those, you know, you have a five-week stretch where you don't get a lot of sleep and you're, you're working your guts out. Well, we uh, look forward to this upcoming season for you. Best of luck. Uh, ex- always excited to see you know, the adjustments that uh, the, the coaches make with the personnel that they're given and uh, excited to continue the very long tradition of having Logan High Athletics on our sister station, KVNU, which dates back, uh, I don't know, like 80 five years, something crazy like that. It's been a long, long time. So uh, look forward to hearing your games on the radio. Jason Walker, you're going to be calling the play-by-play for Logan. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, definitely looking forward to it. Well, Coach, thanks for your time, and best of luck this upcoming season. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so that was Logan Grizzlies head coach Bart Bowen uh, heading into his fourth season, I believe, at Logan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yep, that's right. Um He's always been friendly to us. Uh, we appreciate his cooperation and uh, you know being uh, allowing us to uh, to talk to him and before and after games, um, being uh, friendly with our broadcasts and accommodating for us to be there to to, to call those games. Uh, Logan Logan has had some times in their history where they've been a really good and really dominant program. Things have changed over the years, just geographically, where people are moving and realignment and things like that. And, it's, and they've struggled a little bit, but they've also had some times where they've they've still found some great players that they've been able to develop through their program and have impact. And don't count out the Logan Grizzlies. I, I love that 
this is a, a group of people, uh, of players now, who have been in his system doing it his way with the off-season conditioning and everything now for several years. So this is a group that's got that understanding of how he really wants it done that is really ingrained in them now. Yeah. And, and I was really looking forward to this interview because I am going to be doing the play-by-play. So I was very interested in getting, you know, the coach's perspective. I'm going to have to do a lot of deep dives over the next week or so to try and understand, talk to a lot of people. Because, I, I, I've, like I said uh, yesterday, I'm a little out of the loop on the high school football. I kind of took a year off last year. So it was great to hear from Bowen to kind of get an idea of what this team is like, some of the things, the challenges they're going to be facing. Um, and... You know, they were picked to finish last in the region, but uh, part, uh, sort of out of a selfish desire for myself, I'm hoping that's not the case because it's, it's rough to call games for teams that, that struggle. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that uh, they're, the, the, that defense will keep Logan in a lot of games. Uh, the experience and uh, um, talent that they have will keep them in a lot of games. Now, a question that we didn't ask Coach Bowen, we didn't think to until a, a texter asked us after our interview with Coach Visser for Mountain Crest, is sometimes this is something people want to know. Are there players on the roster that may go to the next level? And Coach Visser was great. He was listening to our broadcast, our show, after he left doing an interview with us, in which he said, yes, we have college dudes. Uh, and a number of guys on his offensive line are already receiving offers. Um, and uh, Colton Kirby, uh, wide receiver, defensive back, getting some looks. Carson Olson, Nick Tolbert, uh, Jorgen Miller. Uh, it says there's several juniors that are also getting some attention. So uh, I imagine that we see that with a lot of the schools from around here. But um, we'll have to make sure we make a mental note to ask the other coaches when we talk to them. Yeah, there's a lot of good players that come out of the Valley. They aren't always the four- or five-star recruits. They're usually, you know, good two-, three-star guys that'll land in good places. And so there is some decent talent that comes out of here. Yes. Um, and we'll have to kind of probably wait on Logan because they have a lot of youth and in, inexperience. In, uh, in so their guys aren't going to get that attention yet. But, you know, the talented ones, they'll shine through and they'll probably begin getting that attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I'm excited to see how it works, um, and I I think that's a a defense that's going to make it really really tough for a lot of people that will give themselves a chance in almost every game they play. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, next, we're going to have our top twenty five Aggies. Uh, we're up to number twelve or down to number twelve. However, I'm supposed to say that <laughs> English. I'm a professional Englisher. Um, but first, I want to talk about uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, hotter weather, it's brutal on your vehicle. I know it's brutal on mine. Uh, even though it's a white car, it's not as bad, but still, it can get really bad. Uh, take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, it's across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle, and it'll get you back on the road fast. S.C. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. And one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, S.C. Needham's is as lower lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. 
Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances factory trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new, instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac, power you can count on. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Cam Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Cam Drive Northern Utah. Cam Drive of Northern Utah. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Back on the full court press, Jason Walker, Eric Franson. Should I turn your mic off again? <laughs> You're getting me back for all those yeah, other times. Yeah, like three or four times. I've only got you once, so I'm I'm you know minus three. So I gotta I gotta keep doing it. <laughs> the more the more times I do the board, the more times I can get revenge. That's true. You have the control. All right, so we're into our top twenty-five Aggies. We've done 
Oh, that's 25 through 13. I don't know how many that is, but we're, we're more than halfway, I believe, now. 13 is exactly halfway. Okay. So we're on the, uh, the, the back half here, getting closer, getting closer to the top 10. And this is where, like, I was thinking about this just the other day. When you put together a top 25, like 25 through even 15, even 12, like where we are now, it's kind of hard to really determine, like, how do you place one over the other? There's kind of flexibility in there to some degree but once you start getting to the top 10 there's something about that that seems like okay this is more important now we're in the top 10 so you really have to make clear why this guy is ahead of this other guy and why he and justify his position in that top 10 yeah definitely it's you really have to think through the top 10 it's the one you put the most effort into because like i said once you get to 20 through 25 i'm searching for like all right who's left because <laughs> at that point you're talking about a lot of backups I put a lot of my special team guys in that kind of 18 to 25 range. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're contributors, but maybe they're not the best players on the team. So, yeah, this top 10, when you look at all the votes, like, top 10 is pretty consistent. Most people are picking the exact same guys, except for a couple of outliers. But, you know, everyone always has that one outlier, the player they fell in love with. I've had. I Somebody had put Daniel Grishik at number. Two or three. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I fell in love with Daniel Grichuk really quickly. Which is fair. I think he's going to be a great player. So I and so maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be right. Who knows? But anyway, let's get into number twelve on our top twenty-five Aggies. We got Al Lewis doing the audio here. The legendary Hall of Famer, Al Lewis. Number 12 on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of top 25 Aggie football players is MJ Tafisi, the new inside linebacker who has transferred to Utah State from the University of Washington. He comes back to the state where he played at Alta High School. He is from West Jordan, where he was considered to be the 10th best recruit in the state of Utah, and he went to the University of Washington, where as a three-star recruit, he played for four seasons for the Huskies, 22 games, finished his career with 40 tackles, including a sack and two and a half tackles for a loss. And when Utah State needs help on the interior line with some graduations at linebacker, MJ Tafisi, a transfer from Washington, should step right in and help Utah State's defense continue to be very productive and very big play oriented. Number 12 on our list is MJ Tafisi. All right, so that's number 12, MJ Tafisi. Yeah, I like MJ Tafisi here because of, you know, he he kind of goes with some of the other guys that we've talked about, like Patrick Joyner yesterday, who was at Miami, but you look at his statistical impact at Miami, and there's not a lot that was there. But when he comes to a situation like Utah State, has an opportunity to showcase his skills and his abilities in a way that he wasn't able to somewhere else. I think this fits MJ Tafisi in the same way. Highly recruited out of high school, uh, regarded as, as Al said, one of the top 10 recruits out of the state, uh, out of Alta High School, but just struggled to get that chance at, at Washington. He had some games here and there where he made some impact plays, but didn't get a lot of minutes and a lot of snaps. Uh, only 22 tackles over the course of, what, three and a half seasons. Um, so if you just only look at that, then you might wonder why he's so high on the list. But when you watch what he did in spring and listen to what the coaches are saying about this guy, 
I believe he absolutely deserves his place right here. Uh, it's a great spot for him at number 12 in the top 25 Aggies. Yeah, I'm certainly hoping that he ends up being kind of a breakout start linebacker because we've talked about how there's some depth concerns and some unknowns at linebacker where we're not sure. Tafisi could be, you know, he could end up being a standout guy that kind of saves the linebacker position. I mean, there, there may still be depth questions, but he could really end up, if that talent is there and he's able to apply it, you know, it could be a huge deal. And, and you talk about how he was highly recruited. I think the one source I uh, found, I think it was 24-7, had him as like the 24th best linebacker uh, in the nation. Yeah. So really good linebacker. Uh, and, and I found out when I was doing a little more research today, because in, in 2019 he had a, a stinger when he was playing. And it he said he lost like all feeling in like his shoulder and neck for like a couple of months. Ooh. So And that, and that was one thing I think that hindered him at Washington – um, where he was almost into his starting position. But then things kind of tumbled. He fell behind a couple of guys. Obviously, they got injured. And things just never materialized for him. And he, he joins a seemingly growing list of four-year transfers to Utah State, like Xavier Williams, Brian Cobbs, Tafisi, uh, Gervin Hall, I believe, was three or four years at Miami. So there's a lot of guys on this team who has spent a lot of time trying to break through at a Power 5 school. These aren't guys that, like, played one year and then, like, oh, I didn't play as a, as a true freshman, so I'm out of here. These are guys who have put in the work and tried just so hard to get that opportunity, just didn't, and now they're coming to Utah State where that's the one thing they haven't had so far. These are kids that have talent, size, speed, athleticism. The one thing they haven't had is an opportunity. Yeah, that's a great point, and that's what Utah State has. I mean, they need help at these positions. They need help at the linebacker position. Uh, they need depth. They need experience. And uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement about well, how MJ Tafisi will help Utah State in that linebacker group. And he's got great size for a linebacker, 6 feet, 235 pounds, uh, athletic, um, and uh, smart. And uh, Coach Bonda, very high on him. And uh, so excited to see how he fits in with alongside AJ Vongpachan, and then you know how the other linebackers underneath them kind of uh, come together. But uh, he's going to have to play a big role for Utah State. Yeah, a lot of snaps and a big role, and cross your fingers that these guys stay healthy. All right, so we're going to take another quick break. Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk about the secondary. We're going to move back from linebacker uh, into the secondary with corners and safeties. Uh, first, got to talk about Grantham Mobile Auto Repair. Uh, have a car that's stuck and won't start? You can call Grantham Mobile Automotive. Their mobile auto repair service will go, uh, they'll get you up and running in no time. Call them 435 229 4345. Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due. So now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farm or business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. <laughs> 
Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registrations for the Preston City Amateur to be played August 5th and 6th. You may pick up your tee time on Friday the 5th. Saturday, you'll be paired within your flight by score with the best scores teeing off last. Entry fee is $76 for the event and does not include cards. There will be hole prizes on every hole on both days of the tournament. To register, please contact the Pro Shop and schedule your Friday tee time. Call 208-852-2408 now to get your preferred starting time. For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? The long NFL contracts are dumb, but still the point is the same. Like you're under contract for five years you wanted the security. Well, part of the security with a five-year contract, part of the security with a four-year contract, part of the security is those are the years you're under contract. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. All right, we're back on the full court press. All right, really quick, uh, talk about Mountain West, uh, Mountain West Motor. At Mountain West Motor, every truck and SUV is unique. It's been customized, so you'll be ready for the next adventure. And you'll be equipped with all the right gear. Traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks, and more. All new, open at 615 North Main Street. Mountain West Motor or visit mwmotor.com. All right. Got to talk about the safeties, or safeties and corners, the defensive backs at Utah State. Uh, probably the most experienced group on the defense. Maybe they're kind of in the same uh, room as the defensive line, but probably just a little more experienced at defensive back. Yeah, you've got um, yeah, you've got a number of guys coming back. Uh, some guys kind of switching positions a little bit, but there's there's depth and talent in spades. For that Utah State secondary, um, and I, I'm I'm probably as excited about this secondary as I've been in a while. Um, now we still have to see how a Johnny Carter does in a real game where he's out on the edges, but I like his length and his speed. Uh, Jamie Nance kind of similar. These are guys who were uh, well. Nance was a wide receiver who got converted, but uh, Carter was a safety who got moved over. Um, but uh, these are guys with with length and and talent. 
And uh, besides the other guys that are coming back with like Hunter Reynolds, it's in the middle kind of quarterbacking a lot of other things going on. So this is a, a really experienced core that Utah State has that I think will be fun for Coach Bonda, you know, cornerbacks coach uh, Lamarcus Hicks, being able to switch guys out that um, will, will make it difficult. Michael Unwanyu, Xavier Steele. I mean, there's a lot of guys to go down the list uh, that have experience and will be able to affect a game instead of just doing your best not to get exposed. I think they can affect the game with their their talent and experience. Yeah, and kind of the the three things that I was, you know, that I noticed they had when I was just doing all the research is they have three things that you want. They have experience, they have depth, and they've got some talent. Like, if you have those things, you're not going to be suffering in a position group. And is Utah State have an elite secondary? No. They don't have a shutdown corner. They don't have, you know, an elite ball-hawking safety. But they have enough. You know, like you said, they can positively impact a game as opposed to just please don't get burned on this play. <laughs> just hold off long enough for us to get a sack, maybe. You know, where, where they were dependent on you. A lot, a lot of times... You know, the defensive line, the front seven, they'd be making positive plays, get them into the second and long, third and long, and then suddenly they're busting off a big pass play to, you know, wipe out the good things that some of the front seven were doing. So this year, you know, they're returning a lot of the the defensive lines. Maybe they can get some of those same negative plays, and then this time hopefully the secondary is able to, again, positively impact as opposed to, you know, cross your fingers this time. Right, and some of the new additions, Gervin Hall, uh, his experience coming from Miami, coaches are very excited about him and what he can do. So there's there's a lot of depth here, and and they're going to need that because of some of the questions and issues with the linebacker position. With the they're on totally opposite. They don't have the numbers. They don't have the depth. They don't have the returning experience. So uh, you're probably going to see a little bit more nickel. You're going to see safeties coming up on blitzes and trying to fill those. Uh, some of those holes that uh, are, are left there until they develop that depth and figure out what those rotations look like. Yeah, I think Hall especially because his reputation is as, you know, that hard-hitting safety. You know, the, the strong safety is what you traditionally call it. I don't know what – they have different terms now. and They have, like, rover safeties and free safeties and strikers and whatnot. But Hall is the kind of guy who can step up and maybe provide some support for the linebackers in the run game. Remember Shaq Bond kind of did that a little bit, I think, in 2020. Where there was one year where like he was like the leader in tackles, which isn't great. Yeah. You know, to have your safety leading in tackles. So, and hopefully Gervin Hall isn't leading the team in tackles, but he can provide some run support, come down into the box a little bit maybe on some plays, you know, blitzes or just, you know, loading the box a little bit more. And he can provide that run support because that's the kind of player that he is. He can be that strong safety run support, obviously, as well as, you know, covering the pass as the position goes. Right, right. Well, yeah, Shaq Bond had that uh, experience as uh, a center fielder in baseball, uh, used to being able to cover a lot of ground and tracking that ball uh, and uh, making a great play. So he had that experience, and that's going to be lost. But I'm not overly concerned because Hunter Reynolds did a really nice job last year. Gervin Hall's there. Uh, you also have Wes uh, Wright, the transfer from BYU. Didn't do a lot down there, but has some of that experience. Um, so the, at the safety position, there's 
depth and experience. And in the corners, same thing. You've got depth and experience. I, I like that Carter and Nance bring a little bit more length to the position. And I think that was an important change to make for Utah State, recognizing we have a lot of guys at safety that we have a lot of experience here. We have a lot of talent here. We're not going to be able to get all of them on the field. And converting Carter and Nance to the cornerback position shouldn't be viewed as a slight against guys like Xavier Steele or some of the other guys, um, but it just provides a different option because of their length and be able to line up against bigger wide receivers because without Carter and without Nance, they were a lot of shorter guys, and uh, Utah State needed to have some different options available to them, and that's what they can bring. Yeah, that's always been one of the worries of Utah State because they're perpetually trotting out these 5'8", 5'9", corners. And when you get the 6'2", and above wide receivers lining up against them, there's nothing they can do. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're the best corner in the world. If you're 5'9", you're going up against a 6'6", you know, red zone threat, dude's just going to out-jump you because he's just Just high-point the ball, you'll be fine. You, You can't teach height. And so having... That extra length, it really can help them, you know, on those outside receivers to not just, you know, get burned deeper, get burned on those possession, you know, those first down catches, you know, you run like a five, six yard out or a hitch route, something like that, where you can just throw it to a spot. The corner will never get it and the receiver can just come down with it. That yeah. is something I'm looking forward to having maybe a little bit more of with the length of some of these guys. Yeah, Carter, six feet. Nance is uh, six foot one. Um, but you know we we talked about some of these other guys who are five nine, five eight. Yeah, Grayson and and uh, on Anyanwu. How do you say that? Again? Michael Anwanyu. On Anwanyu. Okay, I'm I'm still practicing these guys' names. But yeah, these <laughs> the, I think both of them are five nine and under. I think Grayson's five eight, and uh, Anyanwu is Anwanyu. Anyone. <laughs> we'll get it down eventually. You I think keep he's, trying. You'll I think there. I, I think he's five nine. He's five nine. Five nine. Yep. Yeah, so like I said, yeah, Andre Grayson's 5'8", Anwanyu, he's 5'9". I think Steele is 5'9", or 5'10", somewhere, that, somewhere around there. Uh, he's in that neighborhood. Um, yeah, so like a lot of yeah, the guys, he's 5'9". a lot of the guys they bring in as corners tend to be that high because Power 5 teams just tend to get those guys. They're the undersized corners that can't get P5 offers because they're not 6'1". The, you know, the ideal height for the corners. Um. And so they have to take some of their six foot, six foot one receivers, and you know transform them into corners. Convert them. Yeah, and so hopefully that'll that'll work out really well. Like I said, Jamie Nance, there's a lot of praise for his physical attributes. Uh, we'll see if he's able to transition into, you know, playing corner because that's obviously a whole different game. And Carter, obviously, he had his struggles last year in terms of you know being, you know, a true cover corner, uh, you know, learning the ropes. So as long as those guys, you know, Cam Lampkin, he's a guy who. Did better. I mean, I think last year he still struggled a lot. Um, it felt like he was getting picked on a lot. Um, part of that was his height. I think he was only 5'8". So we'll see how these newest transfers from wide receiver to, to cornerback go. Yeah, but um, I, I like the experience that's there. Yeah, they, they may be short in stature, but they're not short in experience. And uh, how well do they improve their skill to make up for it? Because you can still jam a guy at the line. You can still make it difficult for him to run his route. Doesn't matter if you can match him size for size. Um, But 
do you have the speed to counter to make up for it um, and to make that uh, quarterback second guess whether he should throw in your direction or not? Yeah. And that's it, what they got to do. Yeah, and it's not the end of the world if you're 5'8", five, 5'9", five, because you can no. still cover a lot of guys, and especially slot guys. Um, it's just sometimes you lack that upper-tier versatility and uh, potential sometimes. Yeah, so uh, the 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 strength up front and the strength in the back uh, is going to cover up some of the questions that may be that exist at the linebacker position on defense for Utah State. Yeah, that's the hope. That's that's the hope. Yeah, and, fingers and, crossed. Yeah. So and, and I do I do think you're right. And so if that comes together, and if the linebackers, you know, hold well enough, maybe some guys step up in terms of depth, you know, that are behind Vong Pachong and Tafisi, then you have the makings of potentially elite defense. Even though there's not necessarily any superstars on this defense, you could end up having a really good defense that's just made up of a lot of consistently good players. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And these are guys that are in the system with the same defensive coordinator coming back. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, LaMarcus Hicks is in his first year as the cornerbacks coach for Utah State. But Efrem Banda, besides being the defensive coordinator, also coaches safeties. He did that last year. So that defense got better as the season went on. And that, uh, at least at the top, it's coming back. And that's uh, that's very encouraging to me. Yeah, and you also get Dominic Tatum back. That's that's a huge addition. To that's the true. That's it just, true. It just adds more depth. We talk about Gervin Hall and and um, and Reynolds and, and all those guys. They're all returning, and then you add more, and so it just helps even more. Uh, quickly on our full court press text line nine three one five. What's your checklist with the first scrimmage for USU football? Oh, it's it's really long. Uh, I got to check the offensive line, like the backup running backs. I'm looking at the linebackers. You know, seeing who's kind of there as far as depth. Peeking at who the actual starting corners are, um, and then who's starting at safety. So, peeking on some starters in the defense, but a lot of watching who's on the offensive line, particularly at guard. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, my my bigger questions are what's that linebacker rotation look like? Uh, the uh, the backup running back, who who's going to be the primary backup to Calvin Tyler? Um, and I'll, I'm I'm curious just to see some of these other wide receivers how they've developed in the off season, particularly Xavier Williams. Uh, Vaughn had a great spring. Was that just a flash in the pan, or is that a signal for what's more to come? And uh, yeah, I'm. Those are some of the things I'm looking for. We'll get into more of that tomorrow in anticipation of that. But those are some early ones on my list too. Yeah. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll get to pick six next. A lot of excitement there. Um, so we'll go ahead and get to that in a few minutes. Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, the Cash Valley Media Group would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears, we just think it would be a cool story. Here at the Cash Valley Media Group, we have a ton of fun helping businesses grow, and we could use some more help. So, if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience, or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to sales at cvradio.com. That's sales at cvradio.com. Or drop it off at our office, Monday through Friday, between 8 and 5. 
The Cash Valley Media Group is an equal opportunity employer and scared of bears. How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarek's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarek's Fine Jewelry Make it special this is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Your locally owned Napa is well stocked up on that hard-to-find oil. Full synthetic, $22.99 for uh, five-quart size. Napa uh, Fleet Heavy-Duty Motor Oil, $13.99. Valvoline Premium Heavy-Duty, $18.99. Lots of, lots of oil. All that hard-to-find oil. Oh. Oh. That was an accident that time. I didn't do that one on purpose. Getting it all back in one show. That's not fair because I didn't even do that one on purpose, so I don't get all the the (laughs) – Those those evil good feelings. All right, so we got to really speed through pick six here. Um, Eric, why don't you go first since I got some backups in case you. Okay. Five. All right. Number one for me, Brianna Stewart, and the Seattle Storm taking on the Aces Sunday, one o'clock on ABC. Twenty-five and a half points for Stewart. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the over. Okay, um, strikeouts by Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays against the De- the Detroit Tigers. I have no clue. That on is. Saturday, four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> I think I'll go under. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot! That means I have to go over. Okay. okay. And then runs scored combined between in the Giants and A's. They have a two-game series, Battle of the Bay. Coming up this weekend, over two games, combined runs between both teams, 11 and a half. Now for the two games? Yes. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm going to go under. All right. So here's my three. Uh, basically a spread, RSL versus AFC. RSL plus 1.5, so losing by more or less than 1.5 goals. Um, I'll take the over. I'm going to take the over, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hits by Juan Soto in the three-game series against the Dodgers, so the whole three-game series, over under three and a half. Uh, three and a half? Yeah, three and a half. I'm going to take over. I'm going to take the under. Okay. And then runs scored by the Dodgers on Friday. It's their first home game since Vin Scully died. Uh, over under total runs, uh, or runs by the Dodgers, six and a half. That was on Sunday? Uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Um, ooh, this under. is Above the Noise. 